2: Ooh, baby, we got a fun and exciting one for you this week. Liar. Is that because I'm dressed as George Santos?
1: No, it's because you're an actual liar. You never played volleyball. You never went to college. You have no connection to 9-11. And I know you've never been a drag queen.
2: Um, this week we have an incredible guest. It is the journalist, a real journalist who deserves a Peabody for breaking the drag queen George
1: Santos story. It's Marissa Cabas. That's right. And we also get into some good old regular sloppy fun. We've got voicemails. We've got chit chats, fat slut, uh, and Drag Race and real friends of WeHo updates. Um, but you know, let's the headline, the title, the headline this week is George. George Santos. Katara, Ravache,
2: Ravash. Yeah, is that like ravish? Ravishing, Katara. Okay, goodbye.
3: M. Oh. M. Mom.
1: When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you, boom, you end boom, up with us. <laughs>
2: Our number is 9180. Our email is SlappySecondsPod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Oh, how you Slappy? You stupid little fuck. You nasty little fuck. You dirty little fuck. You stupid little fuck. Slappy's big dipper that's Big Dipper. Hello, hello,
1: hello, hello, hello. Got to say it four times so you're not plagiarizing someone else.
2: Hello, 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 Oh, hello, 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 hello. You got to drop it back down, baby.
1: Um. How was your boochie cat this morning? I'm good. You know, I had a rough yesterday. Because um, you were recovering from an even wilder
2: the day before. Possibly the wildest day before ever. <laughs> I I went through every... I was crazy uh. Uh, the evening of Fat Slut. And um, I think I was hungover. I didn't get home until like 4 or 5 in the morning. And I was like hungover until... To now? I had a headache up until an hour ago.
1: Oh, well, give us the fat slut rundown, because I showed up late. I missed pretty much all of the performances.
2: Um, yeah, you really got there right at the end.
1: I was on Friday night. I drove all the way out to Long Beach. And, For Miss um, Delta Burke. And I celebrated uh, Delta's birthday by attending her show. Uh, we had a great time. A lot of good performers. Fina was there. I went with a bunch of people from Mom and like the office, and it was really exciting to sort of go out there and celebrate her. But yes. man, I really think everyone is what they say they are. There were like eight thirty start time, and I was like, great, we'll get there at eight thirty. We got there at eight thirty. They were obviously finishing watching Drag Race. Yeah. So then at nine o'clock they opened up the show area. And then at, like, 9.30, they started the show. So, like, we left at 11, and I was like, should we go to Fat Slot? Let's go to Fat Slot. So, of course, we walk in at 11.45 to Kendra, Onyx, and then Vander, which were both great performances, but I missed everyone Oh, yeah. Well, because you know a Fat Slot will start
2: on time. Honey, she's prompt. Well, if it doesn't, then here's the reason it does, everybody, because everyone's like, why don't you start the shows later? If it does, then the sexy food eating doesn't happen until, like, the bar would be closing.
1: Right. No, I so get it. Only, I understand. Okay. I just was late. Oh well. Well, it was nice to see you there. I was gonna ask, are
2: you going? She's having another birthday party tomorrow at over by your house at exposure. I gotta work. I was gonna swing by there. Oh,
1: that's fun. What time? I don't Evening
2: know. Time. But I was that's why I was asking if you were gonna eight thirty shot to go. Because if I go alone, I often
1: feel weird and get too drunk. Well, you know who's in town. Who? Laurel and I took her to exposure last time yes but we only stayed for like a short bit because we had had a big dinner prior and then it was sleepy time that time was the dinner where anxiety. I almost showed up fully COVIDed out oh yeah but I you had like, COVID.
2: yeah so I couldn't go so that was the last time I was supposed to see Laurel Laurel Anyways, Charleston everyone really blowing could, up on the tiktoks
1: we could go to exposure who knows I'm gonna put it on my calendar right now okay With a question mark, honey. Okay, so tell me about Fat Slut. What happened?
2: Uh, I mean, okay. I I love throwing parties, but you know how I have like the thing where if one little thing goes wrong, I turn into a raging bitch?
1: Oh, yeah. So as we arrived, not to interrupt you, but hello, it's me, and that's what I do. Uh, As we arrived, we were waiting in line outside, and I saw Michael. And Michael was like, what are you doing waiting in line? And I was like, I don't know what else to do. He was like... Right. Who else are you gonna call? So we yeah. waited in line for you know two minutes. It was nothing. Yeah. Um but he goes, FYI, she's mad. I was like, okay. Got it. I was. I was. It was what so happened? bad.
2: It was I, I don't really want to get into it, but was not that means it's it. real. That means it's <laughs> real drama. But I had a, a good time overall. I it was so fun to have Auntie Chan, Auntie Chan in town. Like, people really showed up for the IMHO girls. Like, they have such a huge following.
1: Totally. Um, loyal. Yeah.
2: Loyal to the wheels fall off. People were walking up right after Drag Race ended, because I had hosted Drag Race beforehand, uh. and were walking up to me at 9 o'clock being like, okay, what time does the show start? uh and I'm here for, my for I'm here for Chan, and I want to know when she's going to be on stage. And I was like, well, she's not in the bar yet. But when she gets here, I'm sure she'll say hi. Like, <laughs> ah! I don't know what to do? But I had a wonderful time. The sexy food eating competition went crazy. Dick and um, balls. Let's talk about it. And then you know <laughs> Naomi and was in the audience, and I like asked her before the show. I was like, "Do you want to do the sexy food eating competition? You can say no." like just tell me no now otherwise i will invite you on stage she's like let me see how i feel later and then when it came time i was like you don't really have an option now and so like i called her up on stage with a uh, chan to judge and then monet walks up out of nowhere oh my god so wild. and i was like oh god am i gonna make a bbl joke i just need to clear the air she's never at a bbl i that is a rumor that i started and it will not go away yeah and she I literally stops saying it keeps
1: telling you like i well, never had that yes and i keep saying
2: it so yes i made that up too um i am the george <laughs> santos of drag yes well uh, actually that tracks wait, but i want to just talk really quick it, it seems as though people think that they can have dicks out it's fat slut we can't, we, you can't keep pulling your dicks out or uh, the party will be canceled do you understand what i'm saying it is still a bar <laughs> And Do I'm just afraid that there's going to be like undercover police one day that like hear about this weird, crazy strip show and get it shut down. Because I think that's what ended up happening to, to some other underground party or not, not an underground party, a regular bar party that was happening somewhere. And then they had to move it to an underground party.
1: Well, I was texting with Monet a little bit about it after. And she, the way that she talked about it, she was like, L.A. is different. Y'all are out here just in public on mushrooms, LSD, peyote, just twinkling at the stars, living your best life, stripping down, putting your balls in your ass and your hole out there for everyone to see. And the person who was the culprit of that A behavior, good old friend of mine.
2: Oh. A dancer that lives in Berlin now. Like I knew them from forever ago.
1: Well, so so there's one thing. Lives in Berlin now. The rules are very different. So their rules oh, yeah. of engagement in They're always hanging is out at Burger different. King
2: or Burgerheim or whatever <laughs> they call that place.
1: Yeah, Burger King. They're you're like, "I want a Whopper with cheese." <laughs> and, like, and a side of pickles. Sir, sir, this is a nightclub. Um, but also like uh that person did seem like they were rolling and rolling and rolling, rolling on something. Listen, they might
2: have been. I'm not one to judge.
1: What you did judge is the Drayden win and she was
2: plucked. <laughs> was she? I don't get to pick. It's the audience decision and the guest judges.
1: The place was so packed, Paul.: It was, I was like
2: crazy.
1: I was like, just do it a tie. You're like, no, that's my
2: $200. I did it. Here's the thing I can't keep giving ties out. We did a tie last month. Well, make them
1: split the $200.
2: That's what we did. They split the oh, $200, so you- <laughs> and they split the ticket to a Doors show on January 31st. Well. At the Whiskey-A-Go-Go, <laughs> presented by Obsessed International.
1: At the Whiskey-A-Go-Go. At the
2: Whiskey-A-Go-Go
1: in Hollywood. Well, it was definitely wild and crazy. It was fun to be there. We, we met someone named Skittles, who listens to the podcast. Shout out to you, Skittles, and all of your facial augmentation. Slay.
2: Oh, got work done? Yeah. I love people with work.
1: Do you not remember this? No. <laughs> you and I, like, le- I was like, hey, come out here. We left the dressing room. We walked down the hallway. We talked to this guy. He was like, I listen to the podcast. We were like, wow, look at your lips. Because they were plump. Like, she had just been filled.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And we had, like, a whole back and forth about it. No clue. How'd you get home?
2: Walked. <laughs> Scooted. Scooted.
3: Boobert.
2: Uh, Ubert with, the, with all the t shirts. Thanks, everyone, who bought a shirt. Oh, yeah. From Barbara
1: Wire and Mia Mia. Are you excited for the future, Meatball? I feel like I don't know what's going on with you. I am excited for this. We future. talk all the time, but I feel like in the new year, you've been really cagey. Cagey? About what? I just don't know what's going on. Michael's taking
2: photos. What's going on is I just am like in the new year. I've literally been doing like absolutely nothing. Just mushrooms and nothing. Living for myself and just being like, cool. I don't have to do stuff I don't want to (laughs) do. So that's why it seems like I'm not doing anything because I'm not doing stuff I don't want to do.
1: I feel like you're busy. I don't mean that you're not doing anything. I just mean like I felt like I always used to know like every single thing that was happening with you. Hmm. Well, but, okay, so how many times would I – here's what I've also learned
2: in the new year. It's like, how many times did you start a project or start something or, like, sign a contract for something and then it, like, never happens? But you get excited and you tell a bunch of people and then it never happens. It, so it's I, happened that, to me a few times, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, a lot of the stuff that I was doing. Like, I fully shot an episode of some show and it's just not going to air. You know what I mean? So, like, talking right. about stuff – Really just like, it seems like it's not worth it until it's real anymore.
1: That's true. I was listening to a backlog episode of Nicole's podcast and Mary Holland, the actor who has been on our show and friends yeah, with her and Nicole. Yeah, I love her. She's so funny, so she great. She was at her birthday party. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Mary was talking about, you know, like the website Deadline and how like on Deadline, like uh, they'll announce projects that like have gotten the green light Yeah. But it's like people don't even want to share that anymore because, like, look what happened with Batgirl. They shot the entire thing. Oh, yeah. And then they shelved it because of a tax break. So it's like even when you shoot something, even when something is done, like, I've been talking about this music video we shot forever, and I keep saying I'm going to put it out. But for whatever reason, there's always a fucking hurdle, and then I can't put it out. So you just never know. But that should be out tomorrow. Wait, really? (laughs) When this airs on Tuesday, my music video is meant to come out on Wednesday, the twenty fifth.
2: Now, which one is this? This is the one that I've only seen the little clips of, and the dancers, and the club spinning... go up. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's gonna be fun, and it comes out with a whole new music EP as well. Ooh, yes, honey. She's did doing you see remixes?
2: <gasps> oh, speaking of a new EP, did you see Bob has a new EP coming out, and they're gonna be pr- like releasing it at the Troubadour here in Hollywood?
1: Bob the drag queen. The drag queen. Yeah. No, I didn't see that at all. Isn't that crazy? At the Troubadour. Stunning. All right, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have a very exciting segment. Yes, we do. I'm getting ready to start
2: lying, honey. Okay, be right back. Goodbye. (laughs)
1: You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how i see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different those are things you can talk about with your therapist
2: Mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online and designed
1: to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapy any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. We're back! Okay, so many of you on Twitter have pointed out that with some light styling uh, adjustments, Meatball could resemble a certain elected official. Uh, Mr. George Santos. So we thought uh, today, as a special treat, we would get a little insight on all of the hullabaloo that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a special guest. This is an actual journalist. I know a, a lot of our real journalist, everybody. <laughs> a lot of our listeners think that our commentary is fact-finding <laughs> and journalism, but it is not. Um, so please welcome, I mean, I dare say a George Santos expert. This is um, Marissa Cabus.
4: Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be here. This is definitely the most. Fun thing I've gotten to do so far this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not being on national television, but just being on our weird little podcast. Being on Zoom.
4: (laughs) Well, I get to, you know, sit here in leggings and, you know, not...
1: Smart. There There it is. (laughs) So, Marissa, you're a columnist at MSNBC, and you have recently become, like, one of the more knowledgeable sources at the nexus of all of this George Santos Mm -hmm news that just kind of seems never ending so can you give us like bullet points on this story like how long has the world been aware of George Santos and how many lies has he told yes
4: well the number does not exist <laughs> the number of lies he's told we'll, we'll never know the real number um, but as far as how long we've been aware of him it sort of depends where you are and who you are but the basic timeline is that um, he first ran for Congress in 2020 um, to represent part of Long Island and Queens in New York. He lost by a pretty healthy margin. And then he ran again in 2022. And he somehow managed to win. And everyone was very surprised because the area that he ran to represent is a very purple area, but like Biden won it. And, you know, it had always been represented by a Democrat. And then all of a sudden, this guy, George Santos, wins. And everyone's like, who the hell is George Santos? Like, where did he come from? And so people started doing more digging, which is something that you're supposed to do before the election. Right. But <laughs> we did a little backwards here. And um, I, I'm from his district. I grew up there. And my parents live there. And some of my best friends still live there. So that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, I'm a Long Island girl. I, I tried to get away from the roots, but you know you can't, you can't, can't run and hide from the roots. And so I, even though I'm in Brooklyn now, I'm still so obsessed with things going on there. And so he um, was exposed as this giant liar and fraud in a, a t- December 2022 New York Times piece. And in the months since then, it's just been bomb after bomb after bomb us finding out that he is not at all who he presented himself to be
1: <laughs> and you i i was watching something you did a, an interview uh, on tv very fancy guest we get here at sloppy seconds um where you basically said his lies are this sort of like a creation of an avatar of what would get oh, yeah. someone elected so what are some of those lies that sort of maybe hit with voters in his in that district
4: yeah, so he, he's like this Frankenstein's monster of a, a Long Island <laughs> douchebag. Uh, <laughs> and um he he's a finance bro and, and he, the, the qualities I'm saying are he's not actually these are what yeah. he purported to be. Okay. Um, you know, a guy who's very successful in finance. You can find a lot of those among uh, North Shore of Long Island. Um he um had sort of a, his grandparents and parents had like an immigrant story. Um, He claimed to be Jewish. It's an incredibly Jewish district. I am Jewish. All my friends from home are Jewish. Um, And he even claimed he had a Holocaust survivor lineage, which is also, you know, I, I have that actually in my family. So I was like, yeah, no, I get it. Like he's trying to be me? Well, I'm not a finance girl, but, <laughs> you know, driving a nice car he said he drove a Mercedes and he, um, you know, college educated and he was a college athlete and just try and, and dressing the part, you know, wearing like 17 layers of shirts. And uh, he just like, he he wanted to present as this really successful person.
2: And all of it's a lie. It's just so insane that it's all a lie. Like, he lied about what college he went to. He lied about being a part of, like, a volleyball team. That that was how he got into the school. He never went to college. He never went to college. Like, how, how are we supposed to trace? Yeah, I know. That's the craziest part. He never went to college, and he lied about going to two different colleges. But how are we supposed to figure out who he really is? He also had, like, other names that he was using.
4: Yeah, he's had many aliases. Um... As far as I understand it, his legal name is George Anthony Devolder Santos, okay. and so he he has a, a number of names to begin with. But that's not unusual, and he's he's Brazilian, so especially mm. like South South American names, a lot of times people have both their mother's and their father's yes. last name, family names. So that's you know fine. But he has used different permutations of all of these throughout his life, and, like, that's just not a normal thing that normal people do. Um, He's been (laughs) Anthony DeVolder. He's been Anthony Santos. He's been George DeVolder. And then also he was at one point George Zabrowski, like, when he wanted to sound more Jewish. Um, It's just – it's insane.
2: (laughs) He's worse than a drag queen that can't change their name. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he – like, he's – I remember when I first saw images of him and yes, she you know, slays. yes, we were all like drop the skincare routine. Yeah. Like what like he's openly gay, right? Yes, and that's, that's part only, of
4: That's the only true thing we know about <laughs> okay, him. Okay,
1: okay. So um basically all these lies are, you know, great fodder for Twitter, a lot of good talking points, whatever. But I feel like You know, the queer community really started to pay attention to this when the drag narrative uh, appeared. And were you instrumental in like breaking that part of the story?
4: I was. And it's one of the the weirder parts of (laughs) history to be a part of. How did
1: it happen? (laughs) How did
2: this happen?
4: So like I said, I've been very, very obsessed with this story you for the last You have a newsletter. M- I have a newsletter. Yes, it's called The Handbasket. But it's I've started doing a feature called The Daily Santos for the last <laughs> few weeks. As sort of a dare, someone was like, you should do a daily newsletter. I'm like, honestly, I have so much useless knowledge in my head right now. I might as well share it with people. And, and everyone's really Jesus. into it. He's the man of the hour. Um, So I am constantly just like searching things on Twitter, different name searches, different combinations of terms. And um, I happened to see a screenshot of of the photo of him in drag that a drag queen from Brazil had posted. And, you know, people post all sorts of fake stuff on the internet. So you have to make sure it's legit. So I reached out to the drag queen who had supposedly posted it and I saw her account and, there it was. And, and so I got on the phone with her, um, but she doesn't speak English. She um, only speaks Portuguese. Oh, wow! So I was like, I have this scoop and I want to break it, but like, I need, I can't communicate with her. So luckily <laughs> I have a very good friend who speaks Portuguese. She's from Brazil. So she oh my gosh. <laughs> got on the phone with us. The three of us were on the phone and my friend translated for us as this is like about to break everywhere. And I was like, we have to get it first, we have to do it. Um, and yeah, and so I verified all this information from her name is Yula Rochard, the, the drug queen from Brazil. She's very well known in her, in her town. And the story just, I tweeted it, and it completely exploded.
2: It's huge. I, I love that you did a modicum of research and proved it all right, and the entire Republican Party couldn't do anything to figure this man out.
4: <laughs> or the Democratic Party. Or the Democratic No one knew. <laughs> truly. truly. <laughs>
1: so, That's incredible. And just out of curiosity, did you break it on your own Twitter account, or did you submit it and it got, like, published through, you know, a news organization?
4: No, just on my own Twitter account. Um, I've I've worked for different news organizations and I've been a freelancer for a while now. And I just knew I couldn't afford to wait and try right. to get someone else's yeah. permission and and kind of sell it to them. I said I have this. I know what I'm talking about. I feel good about the source. Yeah. And so I'm just going to tweet it. And I knew that um, I would have my newsletter coming out. So I put the full interview with Eula in my newsletter. So I teased it in the Twitter thread and got. You know, a ton of new subscriptions for it. But the the first tweet in the thread was everywhere. Yes, it's (laughs)
2: incredible. I even shared it. It was so funny. But it's just crazy to think that like it's the biggest news. It was like parodied on SNL. It's been on like every late night show. Like even Harvey Guillen played him on (laughs) one thing, which is a former guest of the pod. But um, no one's really talking about it in politics right now. It doesn't seem like it's.
4: Very sensitive, I think, especially because drag has become a political issue. (laughs) And I think that no one knows how to talk about it. And to that end, I think other journalists had known about this story before I did, and they didn't want to publish it because they they didn't know what to do with it and they didn't know the right way. And I think that more traditional news organizations are really skittish about this sort of thing and they you know, didn't want to be seen as outing him or as, you know, Mm. casting some sort of judgment about the fact that he did drag. And so that's why, um, you know, I don't, if you kind of look at the language I used in my tweet, I was very intentional to make it clear that like, I don't care if George Santos does drag. He actually looks really happy. It looks like it was a really happy. <laughs> yeah. All the
2: videos, he looks like he's having a great time. Living yeah. his life. Yeah, it yeah.
4: kind of like bummed me out in a way. I was like, George had a nice thing going in Brazil. Like he had a good life. He was very happy. Now he seems pretty miserable. Yeah. I was like, I was very clear to be Like, I it's cool. Like, ha- have fun, George. But don't align yourself with people who are actively wishing harm and sending violence to literal drag shows all over right. the country.
1: Yeah, and I think that is like the biggest takeaway because obviously, you know, it's the beautiful rhinestone cherry on top of the Sunday of lies. But in addition, <laughs> it's it it hammers home the point of just you know huge hypocrisy not only in the party but in like the choice of candidates that they just sort of push through the machine in order to you know push a bigger agenda like it it, it is it is really interesting and then also recently you know he he's quoted as saying the accusations are categorically, categorically false, false. <laughs> and then of course video just emerged of him <laughs> saying I wasn't was a drag queen. I was just at a festival having a good time. So it's like we can never get a, you know, straight answer. Yeah. You know, what
4: I'm I, I think <laughs> I think it's interesting how that he's that's his sticking point. Like he will not be identified as a drag queen. He's like, okay, fine, you caught me. I once at one point as a youth dressed in drag for a good time, but for some reason, saying like I was really into drag or i dressed in drag like often and hung out in the drag community in my hometown like right is a bridge too far for him and he thinks that's going to save him which is really sad it's like youthful indiscretion versus like lifestyle i guess i think he's trying to separate himself a little bit and it's i don't know yeah it's sad
1: (laughs) what i want to see is a drag show with uh Rudy Giuliani, you remember when he dressed in drag with that oh, clip for with Trump? Trump. Yeah.
4: Oh my God! And gosh. then
1: Miss Katara Ravache. How
4: do you say that? How do you say her drag name? Ravache? Uh, I think Ravash. Ravash. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ravache. Portuguese. <laughs> <14. laughs> yeah. I, also, people
2: who do drag just once often don't have a full drag name. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it takes normally, you a couple tries and then you got to
2: pick. If it's just a
1: one off, you normally just sort of like uh, you. feminize your pre-existing Georgina, Georgina, Georgina. you know exactly. or, or um Antonia. Antonia.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. It would be amazing if his drag name was just like Georgina Antonia. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Completely. <laughs> so
1: Meatball, how do you feel um cuz I mean we're looking at it right now. I I see a very like very nice resemblance and a lot of people are doing bits. Are you are you going to explore this as a live show fantasy? What do you think? Well, the day that you tweeted that tweet, I had a stand-up show that evening. And
2: so you confirming that it was real—that's like all we talked about for like five to ten minutes. Oh it was like God. the whole thing. I was like, "Thank God it's confirmed." What an it honor! Came out, yeah, it was so fun. I think I will do be doing some George Santos bits.
4: You got the look. You look really good.
2: <laughs> I also want to put. you Did you see the, with Jan, the drag queen Jan? did oh, yes
4: yes uh- uh-huh. <laughs> she
2: put the, the blush
1: on in just the right way and the natural brow little... <laughs> don't overpaint the brow it's the natural brow it's, it's the, right here. it's right there it's so good.
4: and i'm just saying as someone who's spent an inordinate amount of time staring at George Santos's face like, <laughs> you, you are the you, look good. you look really <laughs> good <laughs> now well, when you what
3: do you I, think yeah, is
2: next ahead. for you are you gonna try to maybe get a one-on-one I would love to see that i would I... love to get you in contact
4: I would die for that. I would love to just chat with George, Anthony, Katara, whatever, um, and just kind of like look them in the eyes and see like kind of what's going on there. I think I'm, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and um, my mom's a therapist, so you know, I learned mm-hmm. to pick these things up. You know, basically a therapist. Yeah, and right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it would be it would be very humbling to sit just sit across from him in person and, and kind of get his vibe.
1: I not I am not a, necessarily a good judge of character. What I see, especially when there were those videos from the House floor where he was like trying to get inside the conversation, and everyone was sort of, I just see someone who is like you know a ball in a pinball machine, sort of bouncing around, trying to find anyone that'll hold on to him, anyone that'll give a little bit of validation. It doesn't seem maniacal to me. It doesn't seem evil to me. It just I mean personally. Um, maybe that's giving the benefit of the doubt, but I just see like a lost person who's just looking for a home. I just hate that the home he's trying to, you know, latch onto feels evil and maniacal. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right.
4: It's, he has been doing this as far as I can tell a very long time yeah. and it's been mostly in private. So he ha- it hasn't caught up, caught up with him because, you know, if someone calls him out, he just, you know. Like, say, a veteran with a disabled dog uh, calls him out. He just, you know, stops responding and doesn't have to deal with it ever again. And now he has this whole country of accountability and he has no idea what to do with it. But it is interesting to me, like, I would say the video of him um, at the airport saying, like, yeah, I dressed and dried, that was the most flustered I've ever seen him. But for the for the most part, he seemed like pretty calm. Like, in a really creepy way. (laughs) In all
2: the videos of him walking through hallways where people are, like, storming him, asking him questions, he seems so relaxed. And he's just, mm. like, talking to whoever's next to him, like, at a normal volume, like, nothing's going on. Maybe it's the Botox. Well, maybe it is. I feel like he's lied himself into a corner where it's gone so far that to resign would be to admit. And so he'd rather just take a lashing than admit that he was ever a liar?
4: Yeah. He... I don't. I don't know. Someone like him can't even admit that they're a liar because it's just who they are. So he—that's the life he's built for himself. And I don't think he even knows who he is anymore. Like even the the, the story about college and playing volleyball, he was pretending to be his old boss. Like yeah. that was based on a real person. Right. So, so he, he just sort
1: of absorbed their narrative.
4: Yes. He's like, oh, that guy from Brazil was successful, and he went to. Brute college and played volleyball. that's an easy one to just sort of I don't need to be creative here. I can just you know glom that whole thing. and wow. so he's just jumps from one lie to another and it's catching up with him and I think the only thing I think about is just like with this level of scrutiny that he's never had before, like I don't know, you worry about someone in that situation mm-hmm. like it's a it's a little worrisome, but he got himself into this position, so it's yeah, sort man. of like you know, we, we should call it out. We're, yes. we're allowed.
1: A hundred percent. Absolutely. So do you, before we wrap up, do you have a favorite lie? <laughs>
4: favorite lie. <laughs> I'm like going through catalog of everything. There was um, one
2: thing that he said where I, he was like, well, I'm six foot five or something. He like said his height. And I was like, that's a lie. That's a lie. He's lying about his height. And that was my favorite one. Cause it was just right off the cuff.
4: Um, I mean, the initial revelation about the volleyball story was just—it really took things to another level because it was like, "What a weird lie!" <laughs> a, right. And there's, there's books you can look through that you could call the school and ask. Right, but also just like volleyball is like very <laughs> random. Right, well, it is a very
2: gay sport when you think about that, it. Ding, That's ding. fair.
4: Yeah. Um, but but then interestingly enough, the person he was emulating is not a gay man, as oh, far as right. I understand. So ah. it's this weird. People are like, "Oh yeah, of course." He, he said he played volleyball, but he,
2: and that <laughs> guy went into hiding. Right? He's not talking about anything at all.
4: Yeah, I've been trying so hard to get in touch with him, and he is just in a bunker That's somewhere even with his creepier. wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like his his company. I don't know. George did actually work for him. That's like also one thing we know. But anyway, my favorite lie I will say overall was that not did he not he didn't just play volleyball. He needed a double knee replacement. He said he needed a double knee replacement from playing volleyball.
1: Which is probably one of the smarter lies because if someone were to be like, well, let's do a little press thing where we follow you around. Maybe we'll go hit some volleyball around. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I had a double <laughs> knee replacement.
4: That's true. Someone said, <laughs> like, you just, just throw a volleyball at him and see what happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 i don't believe the double knee because the way he's walking so fast in all those videos he's hiking it you know what i mean yeah
4: he's not he's not a good stride (laughs) yeah
1: he's got all those good muscles from wearing heels for years uh well marissa thank you so much for being on the show with us where can people uh, sign up for the newsletter or follow you for their daily santos
4: so for the newsletter, you could go to the handbasket.substack.com and you can find me on Twitter um, at Marissa Cabis. It's M-A-R-I-S-A-K-A-B-A-S. And I'm constantly dropping tidbits and just, like I said, obsessed with it. So <laughs> follow along.
1: And we're back! She was great. I loved her. That was amazing. And thank you for dressing up in a suit. It wasn't hard. I'm in my own home. What are you wearing on the bottom? Uh, Sweatshorts from Adidas. Adidas.
2: Um, thank you, Marissa Cabus. Thank you, Marissa. So I, fun. I'm still going to follow the story because I'm sure there's more stuff to Literally. come. Literally. And I'm, like, I want slowly... all of his former
1: roommates to come out and be well, like, they did,
2: co- did you hear what his former roommate said, where he was stealing their phones and they stole his Burberry scarf and he was wearing the stolen scarf on television? What? I'm not joking. <laughs> that news broke today, but it didn't come from Marissa. So I don't know if it's true. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. Um, what were fun. you going to say?
1: Do you want to do some voicemails?
2: or do You You want to were just
1: going to gonna say something. You were like, oh, I have something to say. Well, it was about the best friends of
2: WeHo. Oh, Real okay. Friends. Let's talk about it. It's called Real Friends okay. of WeHo. Re- Real Friends of WeHo. And there's been a lot of backlash. And I, at one point, did say I like the shorter episodes. Now I'm lying. I, I Or I was a liar. Um, I think I actually the shorter want the longer, episodes I want the longer fun episode fun for more of the girls. And then they could have gone short. Yeah. Um and then I want to say that the there's a lot of people saying that they don't want to watch that show and there's a huge boycott. Do you think it's mostly because Todrick is on it or because they cut Drag Race down by an hour or 30 minutes or because it just seems weird? Like, so it doesn't make sense. Because I like I- Brad Goreski and I would have watched it for Brad Goreski, but 100%. it's not something that's super easily accessible for me to watch. So I'm not really going to watch it.
1: This is, I don't know, like, so it's an interesting thing, because Todrick recently, like, posted a hand, it was a very weird how he did it, but he posted a thing. Well, it was cursive, he,
2: and then it was, it was cap, not, all caps, and, and then, then it, it, was it was regular, ca- and then it was someone else's handwriting, I don't know. But
1: the gist of the letter was, like, we want representation, we ask for representation, and then when it happens, the gays tear us down. He was like, I was prepared for the church to come after us, I was prepared for the right wing and the Republicans to come after this show, but I was... Not prepared for literally people saying, take this off the air and have more drag race or like whatever, whatever. The
2: old clip of Tyra Banks saying, take the fag off the TV. I'm (laughs) not watching that. That's
1: all I think about every time I think (laughs) about that show. But it's like, it's like it's tricky because I understand this idea
4: where it's like,
1: oh, we want representation, but then we don't like the representation we're given. And I understand the point being made, but I don't agree with this type of representation. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I feel like there is a well, point okay. there. But what I is, also... I'm not ahead.
2: defending the show, but when you say, like, you don't agree with this type of representation... I'm not defending the show. I'm not watching it. But... I would say I feel bad for Brad Goreski because I would watch a Brad Goreski reality TV show. One hundred percent. I would watch Do you a know TV why? show with Todrick Hall on it. Probably, like, I, 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 probably I don't know. It's not this one, but like the other cast of characters seem like people that like I don't know and maybe would have liked to have gotten to
1: know. Well, so what are you saying? Why? What? What but is the I reason for not have wanting no this? Inter- I
2: just have no interest in. But watching why? This
1: because now you're saying you would watch a show with all of these people on no,
2: it. No, actually, I guess I'm a liar. <laughs> I go- I just don't care about those gay guys. I guess what I would care about is if it was like a show and there was maybe like a young DJ who just moved to LA and is trying to make it or something. Yes. That seems more interesting to me because it's they, about someone that I can actually relate to.
1: I saw a couple of different sort of. Um, takes on the internet obviously one of them is this is a format that works with rich women or people who pretend to be rich women in the real housewives of that's the whole thing but those women are like worse than todrick not that
2: i care todrick is i don't care i don't know him
1: right so the format works there so i think a lot of people are like Oh, so we can't even have our own show. We just have to rip off the format of a like a show with mostly straight women on it. Like people see that as what's happening, so they see it as an as a negative. And then secondly, someone pointed out the whole conceit of the original Real Housewives was that they were housewives and they were trying to make their own lane outside of just being a housewife. It's no longer necessarily the case because the franchise has grown so big. But but in the initial thing, it was like, "Oh, I'm a housewife," and then Vicky Gundelson was like, "And I'm a real, you know, a real realtor. estate
2: agent, and also an insurance agent, right?" And so and it was Vicky like, really "Oh, I'm
1: the, I'm I'm growing my business with real friends of WeHo. All of these people, it's like a skincare business, a styling business, like like they're already they're doing their business. Oh, yeah.
2: So I would, yeah. So I would be more interested in watching them do like their show was attempt." Them
1: yeah to become things. successful yeah. so there's that thing and then i other i think the other thing is like just cast the show differently like like I would love to see Brad on a show. And Willem has said this multiple times on Race Chaser that this actor friend of his, Chris Salvatore, was vetted for the show and was on the show. And then other people said, I'm not gonna film with him because he has an OnlyFans account and they didn't want to be associated with that. Well, that's and so real
2: gay, honey. An he only got OnlyFans kicked
1: account? he got replaced on the you show.
2: Throw a stone in, in Silver Lake, and you're
1: hitting a gay guy. Part of, of me is OnlyFans. like I don't connect with WeHo. And all of those people are like, you know, buff and skinny, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Ooh. they do need a Chubbo or
2: something on there. They need just more, like, like a different variety of
1: games. Just people. call it LA. Don't call it WeHo. And put some East Siders on there. Put some Stinky Hairy Boys on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyhow, the one thing that I was interested in is that they tweeted that they had a worldwide audience of 20,000. I think that might have it. been
2: like a fake account. Really? Cuz I reposted it and someone commented like it's funny that this fake account is getting more interactions than the real account.
1: I thought they were calling your account fake, George Santos. Oh, maybe they were talking about my fake account. No, I don't know. So that they weren't bragging about 20,000 or they were.
2: I don't know, but just the internet is a is I don't know. They could have been bragging
1: about 20,000
2: or it could have been a fake account.
1: Because I'm like, just make a YouTube show if you're trying to get 20,000 people. Like, Drag oh, yeah, Race had 700,000 people tune in for the premiere.
2: We had this the very beginning of the show start. Like, right as Drag Race ends, it kind of, like, starts immediately. Uh-huh. And right as the, um like, intro started, everyone in Precinct kind of turned their backs and
1: started walking away. And it got shut off, like, immediately. But there is... Something to Todrick's point about not supporting gay shit, but also on the flip side. It was Billy s- Eichner made the same point. But on the flip side, why do you need to support something that you're not interested in just because it's gay? I'm asking you. What's I kind don't of know. Question? I don't know. I don't think you should have to. Right. So therefore, boom, boom, pow.
2: Now, in Todrick's video where he reenacted the Mean Girls scene, I would like to know why his window of his car was smashed.
1: Yeah, that didn't make any sense. It's probably some deep cut about him being out somewhere and someone smashed the window of his car. Uh, Or he like plagiarized Jasmine Sullivan, bust the windows out your car. Bust the
2: windows. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. Remember how it was really good when Jasmine Sullivan did it and then Amber Riley did it on- To Kurt-
1: like the dynamic Which was, was her, her and her gay best friend. Oh. like like
2: he was the opposition. Oh, so like he like left her for a, a somebody or something. Like changed, changed duet that partners
1: to? or something like that. Ugly, and then she's sang <laughs> that song, and I'm like, give her a fucking love interest. Like I want to hear Amber sing <laughs> that song. But I like, do. Too. That's her gay best friend, who said like <sighs> I'm actually gonna sing with Rachel Berry instead of you. All
2: right, sorry. Should we do some voicemails? I think I'm getting my buckle fat removed oh what if i did that i can't i think the first thing i would want to do is like down here hey hit sorry never mind hey hit what a treadmill i'm not doing that literally yesterday michael went your body you have not moved all day and i was like i was like i know i can't sleep and he's like yeah you've done nothing to deserve sleep like yeah you have to exhaust yourself done anything
1: I just don't go
2: to surgery right away. I'm not go I don't think I would ever actually do any surgery. The most I'll do is Botox. Cuz going a- under I'm afraid is of- a big thing. I know it's extremely I'm not I'm going under. You know that Evanescence song? No. You don't know that?
1: I don't know Evanescence. All right. Next call. Stop that guy. I'm fat, and I like your fat problems, and I want to hear more fat problems. Love you, bye. You just heard some fat problems. (laughs) You just heard some. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Big Dipper. Hi, Meatball. I'm calling in for the fat people problem segment. It's Uh, a segment now. Fat problems. I ordered three shirts from Tommy Hill figure, all the same size. Let me know why one fit and the other two were
0: fucking garbage. How does that make sense? I don't get it.
2: I I wouldn't buy from Tommy Hilfiger.
1: There's your problem right there, Fatty. There's one
2: problem. Here's where you gotta go. If you're looking for some, like, dress wear stuff, Ralph Lauren has really good extended sizes. It shouldn't be called extended sizes. They're just bigger They're just sizes. <laughs> they're just... Bigger sizes, They're just, than sizes. They're just further Except sizes. More sizes, more sizes. More options. They're just
1: sizes. Sizes. Um, I will say that I do believe that to be a problem in sizing is that Everywhere. depending on the cut or depending on you know what these big companies like maybe at Tommy Hilfiger, which again, why are you shopping there? Don't shop there um maybe at Tommy Hilfiger they in they make sizes small through extra large but then they're like double and triple XL they actually outsource from somewhere else and then they sew their label into it like uh-huh. you never know and so i find that this is true like if you get double XLs in different garments from the same company they're not all sized the same also i hate when they
2: blame things. like they're like it's a fitted shirt but it's slim fit, and it's like, then just call it a different size. Just say it's a size down.
1: They're like, it's a slim fit triple XL, and you're like, well, that's a large.
2: Well, that's a large. Like, (laughs) what are you doing here? Like, you're making up sizes, and then they'll be like, an oversized double XL, and I'm like, "Mm, it just seems
1: like you've decided to make a double XL, and like, (laughs) 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 wrong. (laughs) Okay, so if we do have this as a new segment called Fat Problems, can you sing the jingle?
2: Fat problems, they happen to us every day. Fat problems.
1: I couldn't think of anything that rhymes with day. There aren't any words that rhyme with day. Why don't Say you? Hey. Let's, let's take a break.
2: Fat problems.
1: Okay. And we're back. Next call. I have more. Okay. First of all, speaking of fat problems, fuck all you twinks who got Mistress Isabel Brooks's account banned for a couple days. We should call her back. That was her who left that voicemail, right? I'm sure it was. Yeah. What? So what happened? I she think just got because reported? she spoke her mind about Marsha, 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 that all the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha fans, which is why I said twinks reported her account i saw Marsha post something that was like i won't be posting again until her account comes back um mistress is giving you amazing television and sp- and then mistress went on a whole thing on twitter being like i literally am going on there sharing my art and doing what i'm told they ask me my opinion i give my opinion that's all i'm doing i'm a part of a reality tv stop. show
2: it's so crazy it's, it's not real life like,
1: it's not real life
2: and but people, getting, someone, someone, banned Instagram getting Instagram someone banned on Instagram is that's real her
1: paycheck. Life.
2: That's how she's going to get bookings. Like, I mean, a website is one thing, but people are, are going to check her Instagram and you guys are really messing with her. We're also, saying you guys like all, any
1: of those people who got her
2: banned. Listen, listen to, to, this. to this. They are, they they don't want to hear our fat problems. But like, it's another thing that a lot I see a lot of the Drag Race girls this season being like I'm not going to tweet anymore. I don't want to be on this hellscape anymore. And it's just like they shouldn't have to feel like that for just being on TV.
1: Fat problem. <laughs> Next call. I, I really upped the, the key there. Wait, Beyonce in Dubai. Yes, you did some backlash on that too. I know, but you you t- you got into a Twitter thing and you didn't understand what was happening. What do you mean? There was a clip of Beyonce and Blue Ivy singing "Brown Skin Girls." And the tweet said Beyonce really said not that much or Beyonce really said don't do too much.
2: Oh yeah, because the daughter started dancing. And And my joke was that she didn't want her moving that much because it was like she couldn't move that
1: much. I know, but it looked like you said, No, she had a foot injury. Like as if Beyonce showed up to not give performance. No, No, I think that blue was like, I did not rehearse
2: and memorize this dance for your little broken foot to come in the way of me being a star.
1: No. Blue is doing choreography from a music video. It's not like they rehearsed the choreography and then Beyonce injured her foot. Mm. Beyonce's not going to dance next to her daughter. Her daughter would be left in the dust. That's a child. She still has little uh, new new legs and limbs. She can't, she's not coordinated enough to go against Beyonce? 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 You're talking about Beyonce?
2: Yes, that person who tweeted that was Essence. Yeah, and you in just Chicago, I think you guys... who I'm obsessed with. She was the one who was the little Amish girl. <laughs> Black Amish girl. Do you remember that? And she went up on stage and she churned butter for a whole number. Obsessed. Obsessed with that
1: behavior. Okay. Here's another call.
0: Type of different meatball. Um, I love you both very Thank much. You. I listen to your podcast all of the time. I am 26 seconds into your interview, <laughs> or the episode with Willow Pill, oh, called no. Shower Milk. And you have already called her the current reigning. Yes. And also I see that the, um, what's it called? Thumbnail. says so co-went reigning, which is very funny. But current reigning is actually <laughs> redundant, because if you are reigning, it, it is current. Ooh. If you are the current queen, then you are the reigning queen. Ooh. You don't need to say both. You can just choose one. That's all. Goodbye.
1: That melody sounded like that was Beyonce clean. was doing Drunk in Love yeah. on the way up. Ah. You know really what would have been slain. Cunt? If she had done Ariel. If as she was rising up in Drunk well, in Love she like mixed The same to in. Chloe she didn't want to do that to her or Hallie. Oh yeah that's true. I don't want to do that to her. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that current that raining meant current.
2: Yeah, I just always heard it like g- g- gay faggotry. They're always like current raining, yeah, current raining coming through. So I was just using it in that sense. But yeah, when you think about it, it does make sense that you would just say reigning queen.
1: But that's like intense and purposes. All intents and purposes
2: yeah right? all, all all of inten- my intents intentions
1: and my purposes, not intensive purposes,
2: who says intensive purposes
1: Ooh. me, and then Didn't sometimes you also
2: say pacific,
1: yeah, pacifically mhm <laughs> it's when you go on the of the ocean of the ocean, <laughs> of the ocean oceanic varietal <laughs> next call
0: okay, y'all. Last night, I was supposed to bottom to this guy. We made plans on a grinder. I'm doing my prep work, douching, all that. And okay. it is not going as planned. Not a good idea to bottom. So I message this guy and say, hey, can't bottom tonight, not gonna happen. He messages back and says, cool, do you wanna to top me instead? That's so why I went over to his house, topped in the house down boots, yes, God. <laughs> Hop into his shower, see his lovely douching kit in the shower hose, all that jazz, look down. His shower drain is completely removed. It's just a hole. The grid, the grate that you waffle stomp with is completely removed off to the side. He ain't waffle stomping. That shit is going
2: down the drain literally. That's terrible.
0: Goodbye.
2: That's terrible for your drain, I am assuming. And why?
1: Because I feel like it could get stuck in there, and then you'll have shitty water in your drain. And do you... I've always been curious. You know how at the end of the toilet, or the bottom, the hole of the toilet, Woo-woo-woo. yeah, it gives, it, it gives goes woo, woo, <laughs> it gives you that good s, yeah. And now I'm just to, This is just a theory that I'm coming up with. that might be common sense to other people. Is it shaped like that so that the force of the water? You know, the force of the flush pushes everything down, but the woo-woo-woo is to break up anything that might cause a clog. It's sort of like an internalized like shake so that everything is smaller particles as it flows through the rest of the plumbing.
2: I have no idea but
1: when i think about that you
2: know how under underneath a sink there's that big u and in the bottom it's a catch it's like if you drop a ring or something it'll get stuck down there yeah if i had a heavy and dense enough poopy (laughs) would it get stuck
1: no because it's it's all dissolvable unless you're pooping actual solids like plastics and rocks it would all be dissolvable i never know You're like I eat pop rocks. Those are rocks. Those are rocks. It would all be dissolved by the water. You know,
2: when I was a kid, I used to eat sand by the handful and rocks. And one time, I pooped out a worm that was like a foot long.
1: That's having worms.
2: Well, we were living in Egypt at the time, so I think it was probably kind of common to have you eat no for for worms to be in the sand and things.
1: Now, why would you eat the sand?
2: I was, I think, I I don't know. Uh, Up until, like, maybe early junior high, I would, like, find little pebbles and, like, swallow them whole.
1: Would you try to crunch, crunch, munch, munch? No, 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 no.
2: I would just, like, suck on them until they were, like, wet, and then I would just swallow them whole. And did you talk about this with anyone? Yeah, I told my parents about it all the time, and they were just like, please stop eating rocks. Do you ever have the urge to now? No, but I do, like, very often just, like, want to feel things with my mouth. You know what I mean?
1: Like, you see a penny and you're like, get that over here in my mouth.
2: I might stick a penny in my mouth. Not or if like, I, like, see it on the ground or something. This microphone
1: but, like, or something?
2: Oh. No. It has to be,
1: like, small
2: enough that I can, like, f- pop put it, it in, in. My mouth. Yeah.
1: So not dirt, though. Just mostly rocks. Yeah, or like small things.
2: Like, I don't know. Like, um, what's something that I chew on? Oh, A okay. G.I. Joe figurine. No, I never chewed on toys. But like, oh. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to
1: understand
2: me, Paul. Like, um, you know when you get a new t-shirt and there's like a tag, like a t-shirt
1: tag on it? Uh-huh.
2: Like that little plastic thing that you use like a tagging gun? I like those. I like to put that in my mouth and chew on it.
1: But not swallow.
2: I don't swallow things anymore. I spit them out but if i could swallow them
1: i would now did what is you that see? weird why is that weird i'll let the callers tell us next week <laughs> oh, no. uh, but i am curious like did you see that thing on tiktok where that woman made the kitty litter cake no and it looks like she's eating dookie and kitty litter
2: See now that's not something I
1: mean. And you serve it in like a fresh kitty litter basin. So it just looks like it's like marshmallow fluff, graham crackers, ground up Oreos, and like Tootsie rolls. No, 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 no. That's
2: disgusting to me.
1: (laughs) Okay, I have one last voicemail. Or I have two to choose from. One is about a bad blowjob, and the other one is about dark rooms. Like super dark rooms. Like oh well, we just room. talked about dark rooms last week. Why don't we <laughs> Why don't we do that one? Sorry, you burp up some rocks?
0: <laughs> Hello. It is seven thirty AM. I'm listening to the podcast and you asked about dark rooms. And I think that there should always be like a low light option for people like you thank you <laughs> People like you sorry <laughs> but <laughs> i appreciate a dark room one of my first my very first experience in a sauna i was on the third floor of the sauna in ecuador and i went into this like dungeony cellar like wet sauna room and i couldn't see a, a thing and there were like these little slabs that you would lie on and i distinctly remember lying there in the dark and there were like three or four different men sort of fondling slash touching different parts of my body, and it was pure heaven. And at the time, I was probably 20 years old. I don't know if I would have been comfortable if I was seeing what these men looked like, because I learned then that like you can tell how old someone sort of feels based on their skin a lot of times. And I noticed like, oh, this is like, these are older men. But like, I think that the darkness and saunas, like, allows people to open up to different body types and different, um, like, different, like, ages. It's, like, kind of like having an avatar online where, like, you get to act like someone different. And I think that really opened me up to sleeping with older men. Well, I may have already opened up to that. But it was good, and I advocated. And so when people are like, it's too dark, I can't see. I'm like, well, that's, like... That's like how you open up to new people because you're like, I can't see. And then, you know, you feel the big tummy and you're like, well, actually this person's like touching my, my hole quite well. Like, what does it matter to me if they have a big tummy? Yeah,
3: well, that being said, I tend really get people who, who want to see. Matter. And I
0: want to see a little bit too often. So I think there should be both. Like, I think Darkroom is great. And there's a reason why those bottoms are on screen, the bulb. they don't want to see. They don't want to be, they don't want to uh, be disillusioned if you, know, if you know what I mean. Anyway, goodbye.
1: I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, points were sense. made. I know it's for like certain people love it, and I know that to be true.
2: And I think we even said that, like, it, when, at your party, there will be probably a dark room and then like a, a one that's like a lighter for options. But the only problem is, is if everyone's in one,
1: there's no way to see. Right. And like, listen, if the bottom doesn't want to see at all, bitch, wear a blindfold. Wear a Put a blindfold. your ass in the oh, air. Oh, at or all. Oh, meatball. At all. I bought a fuck bench. Oh, I'm really excited about Did it. Did you set it up? No, I'm gonna go pick it up next week. Oh, you had it custom made. Can I? But can I show you what it is? Yeah, sure. So okay, open it up in the chat. So send it open, open, it up in the chat. It looks like this.
2: And so they. Now, how do you... So, it's on your stomach, knees on the two sides.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and the, look, there's handles for gripping. And it's adjustable, so that centerpiece comes down <gasps> that's, as that's well. Exp- that's expensive. I so saw look, So, look. Oh. So, it can be like a flat surface, and it also comes... You can get stirrups with it and a headrest. Okay. So, the person can lay like this... Wait a minute, I know him. (laughs) You do? No. Oh. So the person can lay like this, or the person can be like that with that, look at that support under your belly. Oh, yeah. Now we just need one with a hole cut out for the belly, like your old leotards. But isn't this cool? I'm excited. very cool. I didn't get that cuz I'm like I can't the handle all of that. But Oh, the hanging stuff. With if the the handles and the um the handles and the headrest come off pretty easily, so I can just have this sort of square padded bench in my home as like a piece of furniture and then it also becomes the Yeah, it looks
2: out. very, a very industrial piece of furniture. Yeah. Maybe you could throw a, um, a, uh, some fabric over the top of it like a
1: tablecloth and it could be like a <laughs> yeah. coffee table. Yeah, exactly. It's a coffee table. Well, listen, we made it to the end. Yes, we did. What a wonderful episode. How do you feel? Good. How do you feel? Wait, what are you asking me? Great. I was just singing a song. Oh, okay. How does it feel? You know that song? No. What is that song? How does it feel to treat me like you, like do? you do? Oh, tell me how. Why do
2: I? Wait, what is that from? Okay, it's
1: like you. a very popular song from the late 80s or early 90s. You Google it. Use the Google machine and tell the people.
2: Toto, how does it feel?
1: Yeah, they also they had all But the it hits. seems
2: like Avril Lavigne did one called How Does It Feel too.
1: Well, you know, it's not every not every song is going to be a complete 100% original. Like literally the Miley Cyrus song is yeah, Bruno I every time Mars.
2: I, it's a Bruno Mars song and it's like uh Donna Summers
1: too. Yeah, there's like a sample in it and then lyrically You know, the Bruno Mars song is like, I could buy you flowers like she's she's tell me something that's going
2: on. How when that song came out, did it reach number one of like the top streams on Spotify? Is that just all like because of TikTok blowing it up before it came out? Because it's a good song, but like it, it didn't break like when it came out, I didn't really know about it. It's well, not like I when Lady what,
1: Gaga releases a song and I hear about the song coming for like two months. I think Miley's big fan base is younger than you. Of course. And she also, uh like, that was part, the whole package of it was she, like, announced that she was going to have a new single and all this stuff. Like, when she did the New Year's Eve show, she announced it. Uh, so there was, like, there were a lot of people paying attention to it. Um... But yeah, I mean, the whole machine, like, I don't remember if you remember this, but when Nicki Minaj put out her Queen album and Travis Scott also put out an album, Nicki was upset that her album was not number one because she was like, well, Travis um, packaged his digital album with a sweatshirt. So if you bought the sweatshirt, you got the album, and that made his numbers go up. Mm. The way music is consumed is so different now. It's like there are songs, like Unholy, that Sam Smith uh, song yeah. with Kim Petras, is huge on TikTok, but as a song itself, I don't know that everyone is listening to it. Well, they just performed it on SNL. But I'm saying the numbers, it was able to track so much because of like the traction it got on social media. Interesting.
2: Santos out.
1: Santos
2: out. I hope something else crazy comes out about him soon.
1: On this Bruno Mars song, he says, I hope he buys you flowers. Miley sings, I can buy myself flowers. flowers. I hope he holds your hand. I can can hold hold my my own own hand. hand. I hope he he gives apparently
2: I mean I don't know if it's true, but he apparently cheated on her a whole bunch.
1: Bruno Mars did not date her?
2: No, the person she wrote the song about. Oh my
1: god. What if Bruno... I thought Bruno Mars was gay. We all did. Any final thoughts, Mr. Santos? Just waiting for Bruno Mars to come out. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can send us an email at sloppy pod at gmail.com or call in with your fuck talk story to 213 536 9180. You can follow us on
2: Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball on it. Instagram and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and on TikTok. I'm Meatball the Drag Queen and Big Dipper is still Big Dipper Jelly everywhere. And follow Mom Podcasts
1: on everything too. That's right. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Our shows come out on Tuesday and on Friday. We've got some fun stuff coming up in the weeks to come, so make sure you're all tuned in. And remember, on Mom Plus, you get full episodes of our video episodes. The whole thing. A world premiere of 20,000 viewers on that Willow episode, but they only got 30 minutes of the video. The whole thing is available behind the paywall at Mom Plus. I love that Willow episode. Mm.
2: To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom
1: Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by William
2: Pitts. Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Mullarky.